Welcome to the Movie Lighthouse, shining a light through the fog of film. My name's James, and I'm very pleased to be joined by the creative team behind the new genre-busting film, Happy Little Bunnies. And that's Patrick McConnell and Lynn Payne. Hey, guys. Hey. Genre-busting, Pat. Genre-busting. Well, we'll get into that in a minute. But um, to, to begin with, I thought, oh, well, this is going to be a great horror, and then I thought it's going to be a great comedy. But I don't think those two words give this film any justice at all. It's way more there than that, way more intelligent than that. And it just keeps you on your toes. But but before we get into that, and I hear what you have to say, um, I've been a fan of yours for about 20 years. Do you know this? No, <laughs> absolutely no idea. So um, about 20 years ago, I think I saw you performing in Mother Goose. Um, <laughs> I did. I did perform in Mother Goose. Yes. Um, funnily enough, that's where I met Lynn. Uh, yeah, and I was. Deborah. Yes. Deborah. So <laughs> we've got we've got a mutual friend, Deborah, who um, who's not here today. She uh, she, um, she actually does another of my podcast, TV Autopsy. But um, yeah, so you met there, and have you been working together creatively ever since? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah pretty much. Well, basically, like we met. Uh, Pat was a jobbing actor and I was just like trying not to do a proper job and being sort of mediocre at everything I was doing. And then um, Pat was like basically disillusioned by getting sort of auditions for just things he wasn't interested in and stuff. And he'd written a radio play, um, which I read and I was like, oh, just let's do it. Let's just put it on. Let's make it a stage play. Um, and then it all went from there, really, didn't it? It did. I mean, the thing is, as a jobbing actor, you don't really have a say over what you're in. So you find, find yourself in a lot of rubbish, basically, but you'll do anything for the money. So um, we basically decided, yeah, let's make sure we do stuff that we actually would like to watch ourselves. And the only way we knew how to do that was to make it ourselves. And, yeah. and, the, and the reason why it was staged is because that's what we knew yeah um, and at the time cameras weren't as affordable yeah. so as soon as they became affordable we we kind of started making films yeah, yeah. We, we just figured it out we, we sort of worked with other filmmakers and and learned a bit from them and then made a short on like 50 quid uh just to go can we do it do you reckon so it was like 15 minute short film just two of us with a camera, we were operating the camera, we just stuck a microphone on a tripod. Everything was just like... Yeah. And then if we didn't like something, we'd just go, oh, that's a bit shit, let's re let's redo that. And we did yeah. it again. And... Brilliant, brilliant. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about Happy Little Bunnies. We'll talk a lot about it. But how can I feel more? By enjoying the feelings that you have already. What are you saying? Your dark thoughts, you need to learn to enjoy them. Living out your dark thoughts could be yours. I, I don't want to live them out. I think you do. From now on, if you don't hold an ordinary adult conversation, I will shoot you in the head. Just 
just a little schoolgirl with the right type. Um, can you tell me, without like obviously giving um, giving it all away, what the film's about? What's it about? Um, <laughs> I see why you have trouble describing it because we've had the same trouble ourselves. Um, it's it's a horror, yes. It's also a bit art house. It's also a sort of murder mystery. It's also a comedy. It's uh, it's kind of also a psychological drama. There's, there is there is a lot of elements to it. I ask a, a lot of the audience, um, particularly because you don't really know what I'm doing until you get to the end of the film, and hopefully, people fit all the pieces into place there. But um. I, I just wanted it to be fun, really, more than anything. I wanted to have fun with it. Um, I mean, he relishes sort of not wasting the audience's time, but taking too long over things and just like taking things to the extreme. And then, you know, I mean, there's a little, he, he you make it your own cameo performance in it, don't you? Just to kind of nod to that and go, yes, I know, I'm, I'm doing this intentionally. Off you go, carry on well, watching. Yeah, there's a, there's a number of um, times in it where you know you think it's going in one direction and then it kind of veers off or there's um, like a segue or something like that. But I must say that that is not at the loss of the interest of the audience. I, there was, you know, I can be quite a reluctant, you know, we, we have to watch a few of these, fil a few films for, for the review for the podcast. Um, yeah. And um, a lot of the time it's a real grind. It's not, it's not fun. And you, you know, I, I've, I've sometimes watched films over a course of like five days because I keep stopping at 10 minutes. This one, it's actually very well crafted together. And although it goes in directions that you're thinking, what the heck? everything ties together incredibly well. You're left at the end hugely satisfied um, because I, 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 it doesn't give you everything, which is nice, but it gives you nearly everything, nearly everything. And you, yeah. you just leave very satisfied, I thought. So hats off to you both guys. Yeah, well, that's what I, that's what I hoped. Um, although then Lynn says, I, I like to, push the audience to the limits. I do want them to leave satisfied at yeah. the end. Even if there are moments where I will admit it can seem like I'm gently waving two fingers at the audience, then I then I, I hope by the end they go, oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay, I see why I did this, this and this, and that was a reference to that. And mm -hmm. so I, I, I kind of trust them. I trust the audience to go with me and... Uh, make it to the end. I mean, exactly. not all of them do. I know that. It's going to be a more my film. Some people don't trust their director and won't stick with it, but uh, hopefully well, most people will. And, and honestly, if, if, I, if I didn't feel like this, then I wouldn't have been, like, haranguing you for an interview and all this kind of stuff. Um, but just kind of going back to the kind of writing and uh, the creative process, some of the well, some of the comedy, but certainly some of the language and somewhere where you go is very close to the bone. You know, um, it, it really put you really pushed the envelope, which I which I loved. Um, and I've never quite seen things go as far and have the narrative um, it, of of your characters. Certainly, when uh, you know when they're having a discussion about you know things that they're thinking about and uh, you know their really deep desires and all this kind of stuff. Is there anywhere that you? 
in the process where you thought, oh, I, we, we can't go that far. We've, this, we can't do that. Or did you just uh, go In all my stuff, there are moments where Lynn will say, oh, you can't say that. You've gone too far. Me personally, no, I never think it. I always go, do you know what I mean? This stuff is out there. Uh, the audience aren't children. My audience, I hope, aren't children. <laughs> They're adults. <laughs> but, uh, you know, an audience is an audience, I suppose. No, seriously, don't let your kids watch it. <laughs> uh, no, we, all, we, we kind of, we always have the debate, don't we? Um, with various people we know going, okay, we want to say this. Uh, and we'll, we'll sort of think about it properly. There's only been a few times in my career where I've worried about saying something. And that's usually if there's something going on at the time, you know. Yeah, politically. Um, yeah. So maybe if I want to make a joke about racism and racist, and sometimes you, you can be making a joke at expense of a character and saying this person's racist, and making them use language that I would never use. And then recently I did something like that and I pulled back, I went, do you know what? This no, isn't, the, the, time, this isn't yeah. the time to make to be making jokes yeah. about racism. Yeah. And then I've pulled back. But otherwise, things like sex, all that lot, no holds barred. I'll, I'll say whatever <laughs> goes on in here, I'll just I'll just fling it out there. You know, what do you think of that? <laughs> Something I've been thinking about. You could think about it now. And I think that's incredibly brave. And I, I think it's incredibly brave and on the nose. And I think that's where it does justice. But also, you don't, it don't, you don't allow um, the film to get bogged down in that. Um, it, you know, those intense scenes can be intense, but then you get wonderful cutaways and uh, like some surreal cutaways, which make you think, what's that about? And then you think, oh, I know what that's about. I know why she's doing that thing for all that length of time. That makes perfect sense to me, <laughs> which, um, which is really satisfying. Now, Lynn, you're, you appear, um, you're, in, you're in the film. Um, you play the role of um, a drama teacher. Is that, would that be kind of right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, originally yeah. I played the uh, Leanne character in the stage right. play, actually, but it, as the producer, I was like, I can't put myself in that role. People will just think I've given myself the main role and it didn't seem right. So uh, I, I was like, what what stupid character can I do? She's actually based on a, a drama teacher that I yeah, had at had, drama yeah. school. <laughs> and um, and she did, I'm not giving anything away here. She makes them all pretend to be pregnant in the class. And, uh, and then says, next week you're giving birth. This, this literally happened to me at drama school with this teacher. And... Uh, and it's one of those, uh, she kept saying that all oh, the men aren't getting this right. And I was just there going, yeah, do you think there's a reason why we find it difficult and, and look less realistic playing a pregnant lady than some of the girls? I can't think what the possible reason for that is. But yes, you're right, the girls are pulling it off better than the boys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've taught drama for a, a good 20 odd years as well. And, you know, I, I loved I loved that scene. And, and again, it ties in perfectly. I have to say, again, really impressed with the calibre of acting across the board. Um, how do you go about casting? Do you do it yourselves? Or, I mean, I'm telling you, it's a process work. Um, so, every time well we've made two films this is the second feature that we made 
we don't have a lot of money. It, it boils down to that. Um, but also we like casting. Um, we have to be more creative with casting because, um, you know, we're not on massive budgets, so we can't get like the big names. any names or anything like that. Mm. So we can't pay like a massive, brilliant fee. Mm. Um, so yeah, so we have to sort of get creative, but I really enjoy, I, I, I volunteered like in, in my early twenties as a, as a casting assistant and, and really enjoyed it then when I did it then. And, and it's something that we, we kind of enjoy doing and, and we're, we're quite good at it, I think. We're naturally oh. quite good at it. So, so it does, it makes sense just to do it ourselves. Uh, in fact, if our budgets get bigger, which I hope they will, I, I, don't... I think we'll still cast uh, very much. We'll probably get yeah. people involved to talk to famous people mm -hmm. and stuff we want and all that lot. Mm -hmm. well, I think we, we know yeah. who is right ourselves. And I, I don't know why so many directors trust the casting director yeah. to get people for them. Because it's like, I know better than a casting director what I want for this role, you know, I... Some, yeah. some people, it works, it, I mean, some casting directors are amazing and, and it, it works differently for different directors, doesn't it? But yeah, personally, we like to have control over that because oh, then... Well, absolutely, I mean, look at it, like, because, uh, you know, there's a lot of scenes between uh, the characters of John and Carl played by John Scott Clark and Simon Manley, is that right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, the balance of how they kind of because they're very different, um, very different, very different, the um, very different characterizations. But um, but there is no destroy. It feels very natural, very real, and you you really buy into that drama. And just again, um, part of my I used to teach kids for years, and I know how difficult it is to cast kids, but also teach. Yeah. And, and the, the young people you had in this were fantastic. They're great, aren't they? Yeah, really yeah. good match. Now, did you have any problems with their getting them to perform um, and getting them and, and maybe their parents to agree to maybe some of their um, stuff that they were having yeah. to do? Because, again, it was not close to the bone, but, you know, there was language used and, you know, a few... Sure. I mean, actually, we... Um... <laughs> we, we made a the, in the first feature that we made called "How Not to Work and Claim Benefits." We um we got them to say some really bad stuff, and we were really worried about casting the kids in that because that was like, oh god, how do we approach the parents? And it's it's kind of, it's kind of remarkable how many parents just go, oh, it's a oh, you're going to be in a film, brilliant. You, they can say anything, right? <laughs> <Like them. laughs> really? Okay. Um, but yeah, with this one. I think the worst thing was the BJ, wasn't it? Well, the, the girl, yeah. And the little girl. The, the, the little girl's talking about a BJ. They didn't know what a BJ was, obviously. Mm. Uh, and I, I, they, they asked, they, they asked me as the director, obviously. So, so what is a BJ? <laughs> well, I have to admit, you went go. I, I did. I went um, go and ask Lynn. But again, really grand performances, and it took me back to my school. I, I went to school in Jasher, you know, up north, and you know, it took me back to my school days as well about that awkwardness and all that kind of stuff. Um, soundtrack, classical soundtrack. Uh, I don't know a lot about um, classical music really, but German opera was that was that a kind of influence there? It, or? It was mainly Carmen. 
Right. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> And the reason for doing mainly Carmen was actually purely accidental, really. Um, I always look out for new bands to ask uh, if they want to have music involved, and I listen to new bands, and sometimes I'll approach new bands and things. And that's only what we Can did I on the say, first film. he doesn't approach new bands, he gets other people to. He doesn't do that. No. But carry on. <laughs> if you want to know, <laughs> this is why she's the producer, though. I don't, I don't produce myself. Producers are there to go, there. you say, I want this, and then... They do the hard work. Directing's easy. The director does nothing. He just tells other people what to do. <laughs> You're in the middle, though. Go on, sorry. Um, yes. So, Carmen. Yeah, so I was listening. Um, money is obviously tight, so we don't have much money to offer people. Best of all is to find something that's copyright-free, and yes. then yeah, yeah. you are good to go. But... Obviously, that's easier said than done. But um, I was listening to lots of stuff, lots of classical as well, because classical just seems to work beautifully with film. And then suddenly I started listening to this Carmen album, and it was just Carmen album. And it was so sort of big and theatrical and sort of grandiose and, 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 and quite mental as well. And it's like... It, it changed from like these these sort of really twee bits into these really big belting bits out of nowhere, and then women singing like little girls one moment, and then <laughs> then men suddenly singing to these little girls, and I was just like, this is mental, and I went, that's, that's my film. <laughs> my film <laughs> is mental. It goes from one tangent to the next, uh, but it all kind of makes sense at the end. So so. Then I then we found pretty much uh, a whole album of it that was copyright free, and just whilst editing, I was putting bits of it in, and and by the end, I went, do you know what? I'm doing mainly this just because yeah. I love it. It works. It, it works really well, and it, and it, again, it gives it an, an extra depth. I think I can't. I just um, we're going to wrap things up soon, but I don't want to leave without kind of pointing out quite how chilling it is as well and that's not just the language i mean the look of it i mean you i think you've created quite an iconic um horror figure with um with your what would you call it mr um uh, mr bunny uh the bunny you know the rabbit yeah. <laughs> i don't know uh but you know it's it's um it's a like a pillowcase bunny style mask but it's it's the image is, you know, almost um, echoing, you know, all those great 80s, um, Michael Myers, you know, um, Fred Krueger, all that kind of stuff. It's got a real strong image about it. How did you come up with that? Um, well, I'm a big horror fan. Um, You're a big 80s kind of um, cinematic... 80s fan, 70s fan. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I went through images of various masked killers <laughs> and not not just old stuff, new stuff as well. Um, like the orphanage and stuff, it's got yes. elements of that in as well. Um, yeah, we loved that, didn't we? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm a big fan of that. And, and I just sort of pulled them all together. Really, it, it, it's literally just stealing a bit from here, a little bit from there. I mean, there's nothing truly original, but I thought at the end of it, I went, "Do you know what?" Although I've stolen lots of bits, I don't think I've seen no, that. 
It's very, I, yeah, I think it's created something that's very original. And, um, you know, it, you, 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 you know, it's very clear that, you know, it's a very sinister image and you'll see it if you watch it. So I suppose this is for both of you, but maybe mainly Lynn, but, um, you know, you say this is your second film. Um, what did you, what would you say you've learned from this film that you wouldn't take onto the next one? You know, so it's like, oh, we're not going to do it like this again. We're going to make sure that we look out for this. Mm. Oh God, I don't know. Let me think. There, I mean, we shoot so quickly. Yeah, we shot it in, we shot it in like 10 days. Wow. And, yeah. And this is for monetary reasons. You know, the longer you keep people on, the longer you have to pay them for. I yeah. think if we were to shoot this again, um, if, if we had to shoot this film again, we would... I would have had uh, the, uh, Simon and John Scott Clark have a day off in between each day of filming because their their stuff was so intense and dialogue heavy. Yeah. Um, that actually they did, and we we toyed we, with we that. We toyed with that, and it was it was money that made because we were like, okay, we could pay them for a week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so they had to just shoot it in a week. But we could have found the money from elsewhere, taken a bit from here and given yeah. them... Um... We could have done, yeah. We should have done, really. Well, but saying that, then you had, you know, because it's very intense, their scenes going through, through, and actually them being in an intense environment, continually doing that probably helps as well. You know, Maybe the... so, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's pros and cons, isn't it? Yeah. Well, um... listen, um, I'm going to wrap it up there, guys. I've just, um, I, I can't say enough how much I enjoyed this film and how, how different it is as well. It really, really is. And um, um, I really recommend everyone goes out and um, watches it. It's available on Amazon Prime. Um, I bought it. Um, a few oh, quid. thank you. Nah, it's not, you know, but, but if, you're, if you're mean and a bit of a cheapskate, you can rent it as well. But um, I, I can't highly recommend this enough. Um, so can you tell us what you've got next to the pipeline or are you just just trying to rest for a bit or sell this or what we i mean we, we have a few things yeah. i mean um the re reason we did this cool. one was it actually wasn't the one i was intending to do as my second feature film um i had an action film with lots of horror elements in it a sort of hallucinating uh ex-soldier with elements of jacob's ladder in and lots yeah. of things in it and lots of shootout scenes it would have cost at least uh, two million. <laughs> I, I try to raise... face here. Lynn just looks like Crestfall. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I'm a rubbish producer. I can't <laughs> find money for, for anyone. So it's like, <laughs> like someone else needs So I was like, okay, we haven't found two million. I, I could try and do a cheapskate version of that, but I, I don't want to let it down. I still want to make it. Such a good script. Such it a is a script. good script. So then I went, okay. And then I looked at the other scripts that I had and what I could work with. Yeah. And then I went, happy little bunnies. It's got elements that I want to try. I haven't done the horror thing yet. I want to throw those elements in. I want to do that. It's it, So it's kind of a run up to that. So yeah, the nice next one, one uh, hopefully is, and it's called The, the Girl, Girl, the Ogre, and the Boy Dressed as Hitler. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful, you've got me yeah. already, guys. Thank yes. you so much for coming on. Um, I am sure, I have no doubt someone's going to um, invest heavily in this next film because I think you two are a really creative couple who 
have got all those important elements right, and that is writing, casting, directing, um, and um, getting the best out of your performance. And it's that it's a good film. It's a good film. So thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. I forgot to say, Pat actually made that mask. Um, he he made he sewed it and everything. Great. Right, so, well, you better keep, keep it safe. <laughs> keep it safe. Could be worth millions in the future. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks, James. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. bye. bye.